it's episode 427 of Good Luck High Five. That's right, you're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you're getting super excited for Strixhaven yes. or super excited for Commander 2021, nice. we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, we're talking all about Strixhaven, baby. That's right. We have gotten a huge glimpse into oh, that yeah. universe. I can't even call it a glimpse. It's, it's, it's just a look. It's a look. It's, it's a, a stare. Straight, straight up stare into the soul of Strixhaven. That's right. So we're going to talk all about it because it is super exciting to yeah. see what's coming around the bend. We've even got a Strixhaven box of goodies that we're going to unbox Yee! on the show for you. That's right. Plus, the Call Time Championship was this past weekend. So we'll take a little bit of a look at what is the new hotness in standard and historic. What wi- what went well and what did not go well in yeah. terms of deck performance. And if you're like, hey, I want to win games of Magic the Gathering on Arena. Don't worry. We got you. Ugh. We're going to tell you which deck. <laughs> Megan already is mad about it. I'm already mad about it. Which decks to play. If you want to ladder up, if you want to get those W's, we've got you covered in standard and you historic. You win, but at what cost? At what cost? At I mean, cost? you do have to ask yourself that with some of these decks. <laughs> but before we do any of that, huge thank you to everybody who's a supporter supporter over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. That's right. Thank you so much to everyone who has become a patron of the podcast, but especially to Alex, Aaron, and Matthew. Shout out, friends. Thank you so much for becoming patrons in this past week. It really does mean the world to us. Yeah, such a few percentage number of our listeners actually support us. You might be listening and thinking, oh, it's fine. I bet a lot of people support them. Answer, no. (laughs) It's this very, very minuscule fraction. We call it the less than 1% club. So if you're like, that seems pretty low, you're right. And you can <laughs> help that number go up by becoming a patron. It takes no time at all. And it's such a low dollar amount compared to hopefully the value that you get every single week. That's right. Thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. A great place to go if you are excited about Strixhaven. Yes. They've got Strixhaven pre-orders available right now. If So if you want to go and get your box, go over to cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Use our affiliate link to buy whatever you need over there. They'll get you that Strixhaven box as soon as possible. Literally as once soon as it's they released. Can. Yep. And say you want a good luck high five token or sticker, they'll throw one in your order for free. Whoa. Value. What's free anymore these days, you know? Yeah. Um I'm really coming up short. I man. was gonna say grass, but you do have to pay for grass if you want grass. Yeah, if you want new grass. Yeah, if you want new grass. If you want current grass. Also, grass is bad. <laughs> I just like <laughs> it's bad for the environment. I know this sounds like a dare campaign Do right now. Do you mean now. lawns? Do you mean yes, lawns? I okay, mean lawns are bad. <laughs> lawns are bad, everybody. You know, okay, th- this is now an anti-lawn lawn show. show. You think you know where? You think you're like, oh, I can imagine what tangents we might go on on this episode. That one came no. out of left field for me. <laughs> Just so you know, they're bad for the environment. They're like a holdover from literally like way back in like the Regency days of when people over in Britain would be like, oh, how do I show that I'm like very wealthy? I can I can afford all this grass. (laughs) Check out my sweet stash of grass. Check out my lawn. But no, it's so much better to plant some like local wildflowers, you know, get yourself a little garden going, plant some trees. Lawns are bad. (laughs) I'm growing some milkweed for the first time. There you go. Which uh, encourages like butterflies to stop by on their journey south. You want butterflies. Yeah. Let's kick this off with some Strixhaven action. We got a box from Wizards of the Coast showed up mysteriously on our little doorstep. Oh my goodness. Here it is. Were you also, when it arrived, did you, were you like, oh no? Why? I don't know. Mine came in a box that was like, not. Oh, you were like, what is this? Yes. Because you weren't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. And it wasn't, it doesn't come from like Renton or anything. It comes from some other fulfillment center somewhere. Spooky. (laughs) Spooky. So I was like, where is this box? (laughs) No, I was probably like, oh, it's probably the strict saving stuff. Oh, fair (laughs) enough. Okay. You're not as naturally suspicious as I am. (laughs) Ooh. 
first thing I see is a Prismari That's scarf. That's right. And you are Prismari. I am. Ooh, I've got a Witherbloom one I'm right I'm going to open it right away and put it oh on. Oh, my goodness. Check it out. These are pretty sweet scarves. Yeah, man. There you can see the cool like logo for Prismari on the scarves yeah. too. Mine is red and blue, which is the Prismari colors. We've also got the silver quill oh, in yeah, here. here. Give me that silver quill. Ooh, one. that one's pretty yeah. sweet. And we've got finally, um, no, not finally, we've got Quandrix, green, blue. Yeah, you can't leave any out. The Math Mages. Lorehold, red and white. Ooh, and they have said that uh, the Magic Store is going to have oh, these going to have these. If you want Great. These sweet and they also have some cool, like, letter, like Letterman style jackets. <laughs> I love it. The MTG Pro Shop. Yes, the MTG Pro Shop. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. <gasps> Look at, we have an acceptance <gasps> letter. Wow. We're officially accepted into Strixhaven. Perfect. Are you sure? Just make sure before. Just make sure. Yeah. Don't say we're accepted. What if it's a rejection? What if it's a rejection letter? It could be. Prospective student, we would like to congratulate you on your acceptance to Strixhaven University. At Strixhaven, we pride ourselves on providing exemplary education to all mages who pass through our halls. Over the course of 700 years, we have nurtured some of the greatest magical minds, including the deans you will grow to respect as you complete your studies here. Well, they're really assuming that I'm going to respect you. I was about to say that's a big. Leap, Here at Strixhaven, we believe in academic excellence and in providing enlightenment to our students so they may further share their talents with those beyond our campus. Whether you're expressing your artistry with Prismari, orating with Silverquill, exploring ancient texts with Lorehold, solving equations with Quandrix, or examining the balance of life with Witherbloom, know that you have a place here. Our staff is dedicated to ensuring your vibrancy and safety as you learn to wield your talents and achieve the highest level of mastery. No matter which college you enter, we know you will create memories to last a lifetime oh cute this is like embossed by the way there's like do you see that yeah it's pretty nice pretty nice acceptance letter here you know what i have to say it's really wild as someone who has known that i've been a blue mage for forever there's no blue on your scarf right now no do you know what (laughs) silver quill is like the most my identity it really really is yeah for sure like i never quite knew if i was like azorius or maybe like simic because they'll never quite fit yeah but do you know what Silver quill. Silver quill. You fits, found man. your home. Yeah, I truly. I mean, I, I as well. I mean, I love the Rakdos Guild from the first time I ever played Magic. But am I really like a Rakdos type person? Person? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That does not really describe my personality or anything. But Prismari is like you know dead on, right? Yeah. This is this is who I am, Prismari. Unfortunately, but that's where we are. <laughs> Do I wish I was a Witherbloom? Yeah, probably. Am I? No. Yeah. <laughs> we just have to accept our reality sometimes. It's true. Oh, what else do we have in here? Oh. Ooh, what is this? It says Elderwood Academy. It's like a velvet bag. Oh. Oh, it's heavy. What's, what is this? I don't know. Oh, it's like, look, it looks like a Strixhaven book. It's cute. This is so cool. I love it. On the back are all the symbols of the colleges and it has a little latch and it opens up to be, <gasps> oh, it's a storage box. Cute. You can put your deck box, your, there's spots for dice, there's spots for a pen. I don't oh. know what goes in here. <laughs> These tiny little. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever you Other want. Other dice. Other. Look at everyone. You can see the camera and our Cute. monitor if you're yeah. watching the video version because <laughs> there's a mirror in this. Hi. Um, yeah, this is this well, is great. Look that, at that. Guys. Ooh. This is really cool. <laughs> Ooh, we've got some pins here. Strixhaven pins with um, one for each guild, which are great if you're a pin collector. I know a lot of people are. You yeah. would call me one. My jacket has so many pins on it and then we've got a stamp pad Ooh, what is it stamp i don't know i'm like oh. is there a stamp in here no no <laughs> well we've no. got a stamp pad now. okay <laughs> now i feel like we're supposed to figure out what we're stamping oh it could be a clue i don't know there's nothing else in this bag <laughs> what do you stamp well we're, we'll find something to stamp no yeah, doubt we will. here on good luck high five <laughs> Well, this is a great this box. This is really cool. Thank you, Wizards of the Coast, for yes. sending this to us. This is awesome. Oh, my gosh. Loving it. It's super cool. <laughs> yeah, this is probably the best one that I've seen. Yeah, They're getting so good at making this Ooh. cool stuff to send to people. 
Yeah, that that book is awesome. <laughs> Very cool book. <laughs> so let's talk about Strixhaven. Yeah. Now we that we're know decked out. So much more. Hold on, I'm gonna like move rustly bags. First. Okay. <laughs> Everyone prepare for some rustling. Rustling is gonna be happening. Russell, Russell, Megan Russell. is moving the rustly bags. Russell, 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 Russell Crow. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Crow. When's the last time you thought about Russell Crow? Gosh, probably when I was watching... Um, Master and Commander. No, I've never, Gladiator. Seen, I've never seen it. <laughs> I have seen Gladiator. I fell asleep dur- during it in the movie theater, I have to say. Um, no, when I was watching last week tonight with John Oliver, who was auctioning off bits of Russell Crowe like memorabilia, like his leather <laughs> jock strap from some movie. So like a year, I guess. Weird. <laughs> wow, only a year. Yeah, not long. That's not much. Not long. Um yeah, Gladiator is like a very grim movie, and the yeah. color palette is like pretty drab. Oof, but I do I remember can't. watching it like the more recent time that I watched it, which was still probably like six years ago. Yeah. I was like, oh, it is a good movie. Is it? It is. Okay. But I still maintain that it's not as good as the film that it beat for Best Picture, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, it did. Which is better. Interesting. I would have guessed that Crouching Tiger won. No, Crouching Tiger, they, of course, gave Best Foreign Film. But I think it was also nominated for Best Picture and Gladiator won. And it was just dumb because Crouching Tiger is. Look. Anyways. The Oscars have a track record of being pretty wrong about many things. They're pretty wrong about stuff. (laughs) But let's talk Strixhaven. Yes. Anyways, you mean you don't want to talk about Gladiator? I mean, I will you gladly. Don't, you don't want to talk about some best picture controversy that's over a decade old? Are you kidding me? I can talk for about 30 years about the fact that Brokeback did not win best picture and Crash did. What? Oh, everyone knows that that was the biggest mistake. That one that was is, like That's one of the biggest glaring mistakes that, that they ever made. That one just <laughs> offends me to my very core of my being. I remember I watched Crash several years after it came out yeah but i was like this movie is so bad yes it is bad that movie's bad and it's also so bad. does not hold up no it does not and hold up. like there's stuff in it that you watch it today and you're like, you're like ah. <laughs> yeah and broke bad mountain is a perfect masterpiece by Emily. anyway yes but at least moonlight did win yes that's true Moonlight, yeah. also incredible <laughs> this is really becoming a very <laughs> This is now a movie podcast <laughs> oh, where we pick any any given Oscars controversy and we just go and we, we just, just dive deep. It. That'll be anyway. This is coming up soon from Good Luck High Five Production Studios. <laughs> Oscar controversy. Anyways, yeah, Strixhaven. Strixhaven. Ready to talk about it now? Where should we start? Ooh. The deans. The- ah, we should talk. We should start with the planeswalkers. Okay, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, okay, let's do it. So we know uh, we we've seen Kazmina now and Liliana, aka Professor Onyx. Yeah, I think having Liliana appear as Professor Onyx is so cool. I oh, love this angle. Same. It's like I love that the card's name is just Professor Onyx. Yep. 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 And you only know it's Liliana because it's a legendary planeswalker, <gasps> Liliana. She's, I, I don't know what she's doing. Is she hiding out? Is she yeah, that's my question. Taking a vacation, like, teaching? What is she doing? I don't know. Maybe. Or is this her new job? Maybe Was she's she just like, like, you this know what? This is what I'm doing now. I'm done with like killing people and being a necromancer. I'm going to try and be go, go the straight and narrow and be a yeah, professor. And be a professor of, you know, stuff. Of stuff. Can yeah. she keep it up? Probably not. But. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> and also this card is uh, sweet. Yes. And somebody needs to cosplay this immediately. Yeah, the the art is so cool. Uh, Professor Onyx, four black, black, legendary planeswalker Liliana, five loyalty. It has magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. I love it. Pretty sweet. Um, plus one, you lose one life. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. Okay, classic Liliana situation. Minus three, each opponent sacrifices a creature with the greatest power among creatures that player controls. Even more classic Liliana. Minus eight, each opponent may discard a card. If they don't, they lose three life. Repeat this process six more times. Great ultimate. Great. Really good stuff. Very cool. (laughs) By the point you ultimate her, they don't have any cards in hand. Right. Likely. Like, (laughs) you get to do it seven times. Oh, I love it. That's so cool. Oh, very, very. 
Yeah, I'm here for this Liliana cool. card. I think this card is fun. It's flavorful. It'll be fun to play. It's a, it's just an A plus in my book. Yeah. Plus there's Kasmina Enigma stage, which I think is just like, oh, it's so cool to see Kasmina again. Yes. We originally saw her in War, War of, the of the Spark. Spark. She was just one of the planeswalkers that was like, also this one exists. And we're like, who? <laughs> who is this? And it's, uh, it's really cool to get to learn more about her. I saw somebody tweet, I believe it was Siggy, Mike Sigrist, who said, did anybody else have have a heart attack when they saw the casting cost of this card, which is one green blue. <laughs> Does anyone else have like a moment of like, no, 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 no more Oko, please, no. <sighs> one green blue, and I, yeah, at this point, a, a you know, an infamous yes. casting cost, I would say. Truly. Two loyalty. Each other planeswalker you control has the loyalty abilities of Kazmina Enigma Sage. Oh. I like that. She gave them her abilities. Yeah. Uh, which is, I think, in part, like, important because she has a plus two. So you're giving, yes. like, planeswalkers that wouldn't usually have a plus two ability a plus two, which Speaking is, like, a Speaking of lot. those War of the Spark walkers, yeah. this is an ultimate nightmare with her and Narset. Oh, yeah. Like, male. all of a sudden, those War of the Spark planeswalkers can go up and yep. down? Yep. Wow. I I just I really hate that combo I just said and I'm sad I put it out there into the world but it you know what it exists it exists um plus two scry one okay minus x create a zero zero green and blue fractal creature token put x plus one plus one counters on it oh okay and minus eight search your library for an instant or sorcery card that shares a color with this planeswalker exile that card then shuffle you may cast that card without paying its mana cost interesting yeah okay well this card seems pretty fun to i think brewers will love this card yes and not like oh i don't want to be like too early on this but not op like oko <laughs> yeah yeah no it's not just elking things left we're not and right. elking the the best we can do here is make a tutu <laughs> exactly like let's not which i accept yeah um but then we also know so we have rowan and will are back love which it. are the kenworth twins um, who are originally from Eldraine. Yep. Like that's their home plane. Um, yeah. And this is like the first time that we've seen them in a set, right? In like a main set. What were they from? Their Planeswalker card. I think that they were from like dual decks or commander decks. What were they I'm from? I'm not sure actually. Okay, because people played their Planeswalker cards sometimes in silly draw oh, wait, no, two no, decks. No, no, no. You're right. What was their Rowan and Will card? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Rowan and Will. Um, what was? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. Were they from Throne of Eldraine? I maybe. feel like maybe they it's were. It's gotta be, right? Uh, what was it called even? The Royal Scions. The Royal Scions, yeah. Oh, from Eldraine. Okay. Yeah. So that we have seen them in a set, but this is the first time that we've seen them in a set, each with their quote-unquote own card. Yeah, they are uh, one on the back, one on the front. Yes. Frontsies backsies is the technical term <laughs> Frontsies, backsies. for these two. Uh, and I just think it's so cool because you have Rowan, Scholar of Sparks, and Will, Scholar of Frost. Love it. Yes. And a lot of people were like, ooh, are they going to be the theater kids of this college? And it's I like, mean, they, yes. They really are. Absolutely. <laughs> they are the stars of every musical. <laughs> yes. Um, Rowan, Scholar of Sparks, two in a red. Uh, instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. It's a static. Plus one, Rowan, Scholar of Sparks, deals one damage to each opponent. If you've drawn three or more cards this turn, she deals three damage to each opponent instead. Sick. Minus four, you get an emblem with whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you may pay two. If you do copy that spell, you may choose new targets for the copy. Oh, that's a fun walker. Yeah, that's okay. pretty cool. But if you're like, hey, I don't want to play that. I've got more mana and it's blue. You yeah. can play the brother. Will, Scholar of Frost. This is four and a blue for a four loyalty walker. Instant and sorcery spells you cast costs one less to cast. So it's the same. That's good. Yeah, same static. Plus one up to one target creature has base power and toughness 02 until your next turn. All right. Minus three, draw two cards. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Minus seven, exile up to five target permanents. For each permanent exiled this way, its controller creates a 4-4 four, four blue and red elemental creature token. Oh, neat. Yeah. So you can like Do it on yourself. exile five lands and just make five 4-4s. Four, Check out my army of elephants over here. Yeah. Pretty 
cool. Um, I also think it's really cool, right? If you were playing, say, a blue-red deck, yep. you could have four copies of this card in your deck, and you're not going to end up in a place where if you played Rowan early yeah. and you have one in your hand, it's going to be dead because exactly. you can just play the play other side. Well. <gasps> and it doesn't legendary itself. I love that. Which is, I think, just like a very cool thing. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> the, this is a great like these are these two are a great pair. Oh, it's so yeah, it's so excellent very design. Cool. Um, and I also can't wait to see. We've heard like a little bit that Luca's going to be here. Yes. Um, and that you know he's also figuring himself out. Or Poor whatever. Luca got a tough shake of it the first time he was printed. Yeah. Oh, remember he was part of that busted combo. Yep, he really was Bannerino. Sorry. Did he get was ba- he no. banned or was his? I think that his best friend, Agent of Treachery, was banned. That's it. <laughs> Agent of Treachery. His his very good friend. His very good friend, his Agent of Treachery, got banned. banned. And then nobody played him anymore. It was just like, if you don't... Look, if you're I'm not coming to the party, inviting you yeah. to the party if Agent comes with you. Because, like, you're fine, but, like, we really just want Agent want of Treachery at this party. Yeah. Really, the person that we're really? trying to get is Agent of Treachery. Yeah, if we just asked Agent of Treachery outright, they would not come. But, exa- it would just be like, it's a whole ordeal. Yeah, so... Um, thank you. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, poor Luca. So hopefully Luca gets some love here in this. Yes, exactly. (laughs) For his own abilities and not just his minuses. Yes. For also his pluses. Yeah. Do you know what? He's got plenty of pluses. That's right. (laughs) That's right, Luca. We believe in you. Ooh, so we also know the mechanics that yes, are, let's talk that are about coming these. here. Um, there's Magecraft, cool. which is a new ability keyword. So that means like it it has its own text line, right? Like it's yeah. called Magecraft, but it really is just like a little marker for other text that comes later. Right. Um, which is always whenever you cast an or copy an instant or sorcery spell some ability correct um which is very cool i mean you know i love stuff that pays off for playing instants and sorceries for sure (laughs) and also copying them yes and copying them um like we have wither bloom apprentice whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell each opponent loses one life and you gain one life kind of like liliana's love it yes um or you have archmage emeritus Two blue blue for a human wizard. It's a two two magecraft. Whenever whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, draw a card. Sick. Great, obviously. Yeah, I think this is excellent. I asked on the upkeep if you thought this was replacing prowess. Yes. <clears throat> you know, great question. I don't think so because this is like its own set mechanic. Yeah. Right. So this will only happen in sets where magecraft is a mechanic of the set. Whereas prowess is it's now just whenever, yeah, evergreen, um, or not even like right. They've kind of moved away from prowess into. I feel like they kind of gave it some right. They've also made other versions of prowess since. Yeah, then. I think they've moved away from it as well. But I, I don't know why. I'm thinking that I must have read it somewhere. Yeah, <clears throat> but I don't quite know why. Why they moved away from it? Yeah, yeah. I think it was fine. I like prowess. I don't know. You know I like prowess. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I love stuff that... But Magecraft allows... Instant sorcery. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Magecraft allows for a prowess-like ability that's mm-hmm. more flexible because you can just say, oh, well, I wish it wasn't just giving me plus one, plus oh. Yeah. I wish it was doing X. Other things. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also have Dragon's Guard Elite, which is one in a green for a two-two. Magecraft, whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery, put a plus one, plus one counter on Dragon's Guard Elite. Nice. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Yeah, I think this is an excellent uh, keyword ability and happy to see it here for sure. And it looks like it's across the colleges as well. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also learn. Learn. This is my, <laughs> this is my I favorite. I love when you just call it what it is. Learn. You're like, like, do look. you know what? It's a, it's a university. It's a college. What are you doing? You're learning. They, learn. did, they weren't like, they weren't going to make it all fancy and no. be like knowledge acquired or yeah. whatever. Learn. learn. Uh, learn is you may reveal a lesson card you own from outside the game and put it into your hand or discard a card to draw a card. So you can do one, you can do either, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. So if you don't have lessons, uh, in your sideboard, mm. or maybe you're playing commander and you just want to go ahead and discard and draw. Yeah. But there is obviously now a new subtype, which is lesson. Yes. So we have cards like pest summoning, <laughs> <laughs> which is a uh, sorcery Great. lesson. Uh, one, 
hybrid green black hybrid green black create two one one black and green pest creature tokens with when this creature dies you gain one life this will be so interesting in draft too right like how highly do you pick these lessons yeah with, or like learn, learn. Car, yeah, yeah. What, it's like pretty cool what order do you do them in what yeah. ones do you leave in the board which ones do you put in your deck i also do like though that learn has this ability that's right. like hey also, in case that didn't pan out for you, Correct. or in case you're just interested in what's in your main deck and yeah. not what's in your sideboard, <laughs> like also you can just discard draw. And think about this too, learn uh, pretty good for best of one play on Arena. Yeah. Because it allows you to sideboard without sideboarding, <laughs> right? Yeah. Very, very true. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm super excited about that. Plus... We have ward now. Yes. Which is a new keyword. Ward. Yes. Uh, on stuff like waterfall aerialist. This is three and a blue for a three one flying ward two. Whenever this creature becomes the target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, counter it unless that player pays two. So this I'm going to go out on a limb here and say is the new version of Hexproof. That's right, Maria. Oh, like, you know what? Yep. It does seem that, you know, Hexproof has been a thorn in many people's sides. <laughs> Indeed. It is likely the most hated mechanic in Magic. It would top three, probably. It is, it's way up there. Yeah, it's way up there. Yeah. People do not like it. And, you know, for good reason. You want to yeah. be able to deal somehow with something your opponent is doing, <laughs> which you can, of course, by sacrificing, yes. etc. And they always but. want to encourage. I feel like Wizards is moving towards more, like, more interactive yes. as opposed to less interactive. Yes, absolutely. And I think they were like wondering about this for a while. They're like, what about protection? So protection from black, like yeah. protection from green, etc. And now I think we're like, what about this idea? Ward. Um, and it's like hexproof mini. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really good. I, you know, at what point does the ward number become hexproof? That's a question I've been thinking about. Six, five, five. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. But these words we've seen so far are, are I think, all award two yeah. as of this recording, um, which is like a little mini hex proof. Yeah, exactly. Like it's going to make stuff more expensive, especially if you were like, right, we, we always see a lot of four cost removal in draft. Mm, yep. Um, you know, you've got your, your classics like... Um, Oh, I'm not even remembering any of them Well, you now. can even just go poison feed the, the serpent. Feed the serpent, poison the cup. Yeah, exactly. Like three or four. Yeah. And moving that up to five or six is just like a significant difference. Absolutely. Either you're like spending the entirety of turn six casting one spell. Yikes. Which is just rough. Instead of being able to be like, oh, here's four mana. And then I can also play maybe a two drop or something out of exactly. my hand. Exactly. Exactly. That's... That's pretty brutal. Yeah, like. I I am I'm here for this mechanic. I'm really excited to see how it plays out and how how much protection ward really does give. You know, in the yeah. end, I think it'll be the the difference maker. Like you said, you're going to get two extra turns that you wouldn't have gotten normally with this card. Yep, or whatever. It is. Yeah, pretty interesting. Also, so we we also have seen the deans. Yes. of each of the colleges, and these are <laughs> again modal double faced creatures, and I think that that's. It's just such a cool way to do this instead of being like, oh my goodness, we have to have 10 slots in yeah. this set yeah. for each of these genes of like, or exactly. like both colors or doing like more hybrid color stuff, which is always cool, but like we've also kind of seen done before. So instead being like, oh, hey, there's like one Dean of like a monocolored Dean. Um, and there's a pair for the college. If your name is Dean and you play magic, this is going to be a tough time for you. This is, yeah, you're going to be. <laughs> you're you're going to think, think people, people are talking are, to you all the time. I play my Dean. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we have Shaylee, Dean of Radiance. Or wow. Shay, Shay, yeah, I'm going to go Shaylee. Yeah. Dean of Radiance. Uh, one in a white for a 1-1 one, one flying vigilance. Tap, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature that entered the battlefield under your control this turn. Love it. Snaps. And then the other side is Embro's Dean of Shadow. Wow. Two black, black for a 4 4. 
tap, put a plus one plus one counter on another target creature. Then Embro's Dean of Shadow deals two damage to that creature. Whenever a creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it dies, draw a card. Wow, these two deans, like they kind of don't like each other, but they have to work for the same school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is a little bit what that the silver quill dean pair is. They're just like, ugh. Uh, well, uh, uh. <laughs> I have my office hours opposite you. It's fine. Yes. Uh, and then for uh, Quandrix, we have Kiana, Dean of Substance, uh, which also I love her look. She looks she, great. She looks great. She's wearing some ferns. Like, she's wearing ferns. I love her glasses. All right. Two and a green for a 2-2. Two, two. Uh, elf Druid, tap, exile the top card of your library. If it's a land card, put it into your hand. Otherwise, put a study counter on it. Study counter. Four and a green, create a zero, zero, green and blue fractal creature token. Put a plus one, plus one counter on it for each different mana value among non-land cards you own in exile with study counters on them. Wow, study counters. I wonder if Ooh. we're going to see that pop up more in Quandrix. Yeah. Um, and then Ibrahim, Dean of Theory. Jeez. Don't take this person's class. You will fail. <laughs> <laughs> Two blue blue for a three three flying. X blue blue tap. Exile the top X cards of your library and put a study counter on each of them. Then you may put a card you own in exile with a study counter on it into your hand. Okay. Nice. Wow. Um, that's a pretty spicy Dean pair. Can I already say just, I know these Deans are complicated because they're Deans of the school, but even with, you know, I think we're giving our call time a run for its money as far as words on cards as yeah, rule this is text like goes. <laughs> Good gravy. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a pretty high. Yeah. Another high complexity set, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Jeez, Louise. Plarg. <laughs> Plarg. Plarg, get in here. Dean of Chaos. This is the one you want to be. Oh, yeah. Plark, Dean of Chaos. Absolutely. Dean of Chaos. This is tap, discard, draw a card for a 2 2 for one in red. Four in red, tap, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a non legendary, non land card with mana value. There's the word mana value, three or less. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Put all revealed cards that do not cast this way, uh, not cast this way, on the bottom of your library in a random order. And then the other side is Augusta, Dean of Order. These two also, I feel like. Yeah. Although maybe they're Chaos actually like, and order. I feel like maybe they're very harmonious together. Oh, they could be. Like I could see them getting like getting along in like a <laughs> in a weird kind of way. In a weird kind of way, right? <laughs> She's two and a white for a human cleric. Other tapped creatures you control get plus one plus oh. Other untapped creatures you control get plus oh plus one. Whenever you attack, untap each creature you control, then tap any number of creatures you control. She's a one three, what the <laughs> heck? <laughs> My brain exploded. Tap, untap, untap, tap, mm-hmm. tap, tap, untap, tap, <laughs> tap, untap. <laughs> oh my god. Tap. Tap, 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 tap. Augusta, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I can't with you, Augusta, right now. Sorry. Uh, this uh, card name, I love this card name. Yes. Valentine, Dean of the Vein. <laughs> Great. Dean of the Veen. <laughs> Dean of the Veen. <laughs> this is one of our Witherbloom Deans. Okay, great. Uh, it's a single black for a 1-1, Menace and Lifelink. If a non-token creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. When you do, you may pay 2. If you do, create a 1-1 black and green pest creature token with when this creature dies, you gain 1 life. I love the pest sub-theme here in Witherbloom. Yes, pests. Um, and then the other side is Lizette, Dean of the Root. I want to be her. Oh, yeah. Her outfit is great. Inc- also incredible. I want to see. I need to see someone cosplay this. Please. Need to. Mm-hmm. Two green green uh, for a four four. Whenever you gain life, you may pay one. If you do, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control, and those creatures gain trample until end of turn. Okay, Ooh. so put, pump it up your pests. Yeah, man. As you would. Pump up the pest. Pump up the pest. Pump, pump it pump, up. Pump, All pump those up pests pest. are pumping. <laughs> It's a hit. It's a hit, everybody. And lastly, it's your Dean's Maria. All right, let's do this. This is Olvida. Uvilda. Uvilda. She hangs at the back of your throat. Dean of perfection. (laughs) She's a wizard. Tutu. Tap. You may exile an instant or sorcery from your hand and put three hone counters on it. It gains, quote, at the beginning of your upkeep, if this card is exiled, remove a hone counter from it. And when the last hone counter is removed from the card, it's exiled. If it's exiled, you may cast it and it costs four less to cast this way. Wow. That's a lot of words. (laughs) 
hone counters. Yeah. It's kind of like suspend, but yeah. you know. Uh, hone is a very strange word. Anyway. Oh, this art. This red one. Great. Nasari, yeah. Dean of Expression. Huh. I love it. I love it. This is a 4-4 four, four for uh, an Ifrit Shaman. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of each opponent's library. Until the end of the turn, you may cast spells from among those exiled cards, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast those spells. Whenever you cast a spell from exile, put a plus one, plus one counter on this Dean. Wow. That seems really good. I like that. Yes. I want to see this art more close up. Maria, I feel like you need to cosplay this one. <gasps> like, look at... No. No, not that no, one. No, not that one. The other one. No. Oh, you closed uh, it. I just closed the window. No. All I did was close the window. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the oh. art for this set, it goes without saying that the, it is absolutely glorious, especially, of course, all of the Mystical Archive arts, which have been coming out, um, now fully revealed, by the way, which are just incredible. Yeah. Oh, oh I would love so to. Somebody good. make me this dress, please. Oh, it's amazing. Wow. Look at it. So great. I'm way into this. Yeah, she's doing like a back bend with like flame hands flame hands lightning hands with a great de- dress that looks like something out of Moulin Rouge Ugh, kick line I'm into it yeah I'm into it A plus alright these deans are great yes Um. and so obviously in the coming weeks we will be talking so much more yeah. about Strixhaven because it is just so cool it's so cool <laughs> I love the flavor it reminds me of Throne of Eldraine yes Um. and I, I love of course the I'm gonna call it like the guild system which is aligning yourself with the college that you feel like it helps you know yes. express who you are. And I feel like we've been talking about this, but it feels to me like it's nice because it gives a new dimension to each of these color pairs. That yes. like if it there wasn't something that exactly suited you before, maybe there is now. Maybe there is now. And if it's not now, then it'll be when we get to the Shadow College of Strixhaven. <laughs> We do the other five. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> we don't know that it's Shadow, by the way. That's just something we made up on the I show. I really hope that there's like the evil one. <laughs> the, of, evil the evil side of Strixhaven. Yes. Can we talk about one more thing? Yes. I want to mention Paulo's card. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. So on the coverage of the Caltime Championships this past weekend, we revealed Elite Spellbinder, which is a card based on Paulo Vitradamadorosa, your current reigning world champion. Because he won the world championship, he gets yeah. to be on a card. It's very cool. Um, the art by... Ryan Pancoast is really cool and it looks like Paolo. It looks like Paolo. It's <laughs> so great. cool. I love it. Uh, and it has a really cool ability. Yes. So this is two and a white for a 3-1 flying. When it enters the battlefield, look at target opponent's hand. You may exile a non-land card from it. For as long as that card remains exiled, its owner may cast it. A spell cast this way costs two more to cast. Yeah, the reason so I wanted... It's like to, a little tax. It's, it, I, I wanted to bring it up. It's right because we've been talking so long yeah. <laughs> about how do we give white its own deal. What is white's deal other than making a bunch of little tokens and whatever. Mm -hmm. So white's been experimented with a whole bunch of times, lifelink flying. Okay, sure. Um, Which these things exist in other parts of the color pie too. But what can we give it that boosts its power level, but it isn't broken that helps give it an identity still feels white. What is it? And I think this is a great option. This is a nice option. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that with like this, I think with the ability of Skyclave Apparition, yep. which is the one where it exiles and it never comes back, yep. but you do get the token. I think that that's like a really cool area that they're pushing white into. Love it. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I'll hear for this card, mm-hmm. um, which by the way, really interesting story. Paulo worked with them for months before it got made. Yeah. He was asked, you know, which set do you want it in? He was like offered one from call time. And he's like, no, I want it from Strixhaven. I like that better. And like, Basically, he's like, I just want it to be really good. He didn't want it to be a card that like you like, oh, my, only yeah. in a snow deck or whatever. He's like, I want a card that might even get reprinted in the future. Yeah. Like He wanted a powerful card. Good for him. And he got it. Yeah. I think this card is great. People are talking about potentially playing it in humans and modern. Yeah. Um, and that makes sense. <laughs> one of my, fa- my favorite little story there's a video about this which you can watch but he's like when he run Ryan Pankos painted it he's like yeah I like it but can you make him skinnier <laughs> he's like I've lost like 30 pounds can you please paint him skinnier and Ryan was like alright <laughs> sure okay 
But uh, yeah, A plus. Yes. And just so you all know, there are some free sleeves yes. from each of the colleges. So we'll post get your those free sleeves down in the show notes. Yep. Um, so you can make sure you get your free sleeves. Absolutely. Uh, the stuff's available to buy on Arena right now if you want to pre-order uh, Strixhaven like 50 mm-hmm. pack bundle and also the Mastery Pass. Mm-hmm. I always got. I always get both of them because I feel like once I once I buy that, I'm good kind of for the set. Like I can yeah. make whatever deck I want basically. Yeah. Um, I usually so, pick one or the other just yeah. depending on. Yeah, what I don't I'm think you have to get both. The moment. But yeah, um, it's yeah. I think it's a good deal and yeah. and you know show off your style with your <laughs> sleeves. <laughs> We're going to talk about the Call Time Championship, everybody. That's right. Um, <laughs> I, I thought I was going to oh, No, okay. I thought I was going to hiccup, but then I didn't. <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> this happened this past weekend, three-day tournament on Twitch.tv slash magic. We had the MPL, the Rivals League, and a bunch of challengers mm-hmm. battling. Uh, we had 211 players yeah. um, for 250000 buck prize pool. And uh, we had a champion. Yeah. And Arne Hushinbet. Who was playing Demir Rogues Demir and Rogues. Demir Rogues, everybody. Oh, oh, Arne. So yeah, we, we were Why? standard and historic for this tournament. Yeah. And we wanted to, because we had talked a little bit last week about what was maybe going to be making a mm-hmm. splash in each of those formats. Yep. Follow up a little bit with you in case you are trying to climb that ladder. Absolutely. So yeah, we've we've solidified now basically what the decks are in standard, what's good in historic. Of course, things will change mm-hmm. based on this information, but um, here's a good starting point. Yeah. So uh, uh, over in historic, the deck with by far the best win percentage was Orzov Auras. Orzov Auras, everybody. Orzov Auras, Maria, sixty point one percent win rate. Ugh. Are you so happy or Praise what? Praise Kaya's ghost form. This <laughs> is incredible. You know, you, listen to the show. Know uh, that I said it. You know that I said it. Yeah. Like there is records. It is on the record. Me saying that this deck is the best that I think it has ever been in any iteration of itself in any format. Wow. Given the, <laughs> given the decks around I it. I think that you actually are correct. Yes. Because there has never been like a modern boggles deck that has this kind of win rate. Yeah, exactly. So when modern boggles got invented, kind of like played by Reed Duke for the first time in the world championship. Um, I think that's what it was when he got second place. Uh, was that what it was? A world championship? Yes. Yes. Um, anyway, so it was, you know, probably pretty good then. But like, the thing is, if you're playing Boggles the, in modern, you have to know what other decks are being played around you because yeah. there are times when it's bad and there's times when it's good, but it's never been as good as I think it is in historic right now. And, yeah. um, what, what a fabulous win rate for this deck. I'm Arna Hushinbet, the champion, brought this in historic. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was you like, went undefeated on day one. Undefeated, yeah. Which is three rounds of standard and four of historic. And I've got to say, it just feels great if you're looking for a historic deck that's Mm -hmm. fun to play, that you'll understand, that has resiliency, that still is really interesting and complex uh, decision trees as well. Um, Late in the game, consider Orzov Auras. (laughs) And if that's not your flavor, the next best performing deck was Bant Control, which is surprising because we didn't see it on coverage at all, but 59.3% win rate. Uh, so I'm interested in this because Azorius Control, we did see on coverage yeah. in um, Historic as well as Demir Control. Yeah. Um, and Bant did better than both of them. Actually, do you know what? I did miss misspeak earlier. The best performing deck was what several of the pros uh, led by Gabe Nassif oh. brought called Pig Blade. <laughs> Pig Blade. Also known as Abzan Midrange, which they brought specifically to prey on Jun Food, the most played deck in the format. <laughs> the bad news for them was that it was kind of bad against like some other decks. It was quite bad against other decks Control. that it did not come to beat. Yeah. But it did still walk away with a 63.4% win rate. All right. Um, that is a little bit skewed by the fact that it did not have a ton of people playing it. I think four right. people brought it. Yeah, it was not a which lot. Which is not a big, you know, a, a lot of sample size. Sample size, yes. Uh, but that being said, that still is like they still did do it. They still did do it. Yeah. I mean, I guess right call. Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, Anyways, I also just like that they were calling it Pig Blade. Pig Blade. Pig Blade. Yeah, so um, the number one deck was uh, Jund Food, Jund Sacrifice decks. Yes, uh, 
but only 48.8% win rate. Okay. Yeah. I Those decks are so annoying to me, but if you <laughs> are somebody who likes those decks, turns out still good, still playable, um, and was the most represented deck this past weekend. Yeah. Moving on to standard. Standard. The number one deck was Sultai Ultimatum. Yes. Which I think unsurprising. Saw it coming. Hashtag yeah. saw it coming. Uh, but then Teamer Adventures was next, and that had... Also, by uh, not by far, but it had one of the best win rates of 57.4% for Teamer Adventures. Yeah, I love this call by people who brought Teamer Adventures to beat Sultai Ultimatum. Yeah. Because going into this weekend, I was like, I don't know what beat Sultai Ultimatum, question mark, nothing. Yeah, but the answer is some really big threats backed up by some counter spells. Yeah, I think that's great. Like, counter their, when they play their Ultimatum, just counter it. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're just doing your Adventures thing. Like, Teamer Adventures is done now for half a year, a year. Plus. Yep. <laughs> and now it has stuff like All Runs Epiphany. Yep. <laughs> get some extra turns. For sure. Yeah. Very strong deck. Real good time. Technically, the deck with the highest win rate was Gruel Adventures, but this was only seven decks out of the whole field. Yes. 211. And that's basically like just a, I mean, you're yeah. not getting fun with All Runs Epiphany. And also <laughs> potentially skewed by the fact that one of those players made it all the way to the top eight. Yes, that's true. Uh, which was pretty cool. Also, Maria, I was so excited. I don't know about you. I was very excited to see Shota Yasuoka back in the top eight. Yeah, I know you would be. Yeah. Oh, Shota. Um, I mean, a classic control player. Yep. Um, and just like one of the all-time greats of the game. Shota is so fun to watch, too, yes. um, in, in person because he plays like at the speed of light. light. Like his plane has already gone around the globe two times while you're standing <laughs> taking a picture of it. Um, you can tell his mind is just 10 steps ahead. Yeah. Um, but watching him play on arena is also fun because he's just ice cold, like stone face <laughs> expression. It's just brilliant. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was overall, it was a really great top eight. It was, um, yeah. it was great to see Javier Dominguez, Javier back in Dominguez there. back in there. Uh, yeah. that guy can't be stopped apparently. Uh, yeah. Um, I thought it was a placing third. I thought it was a fabulous top eight. Dregorz Kowalski got mm -hmm. second. Happy to see him. Shahar Shenhar back Shahar in the Shenhar top eight. Shahar Shenhar get back in the top eight. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I thought it was a fantastic top eight as far as people were concerned. It was standard. Um, if it had been historic, I think it would have been even more fun because historic's just, I think, more fun right now. But yeah. um, deck diversity in both formats, mm -hmm. high. Some of these decks are old, yeah. right? So some people are bored with them, like Teamer Adventures. But that being said, we had a lot of different decks. So many different kinds. Across the formats. In historic, there is a Boros Cycling deck that Javier Dominguez brought, yeah. which is really cool. Obviously, got him into the top eight. Got him into the top eight. Plays Hollow One, if you're a fan of that card wow, from Modern. Wow, that's like wild. Yeah, Hollow One, welcome back um, into Historic. Yeah. And so, like, you know, there's still things to be explored and found out there, especially in Historic. Um, more cards getting added all the time. And also, I was just happy with, like, at one point I was reading the top eight, and I'm like, all of these are different decks. Yeah, it's pretty cool. At some point in the tournament, yeah. Um, so, Yeah. Awesome. And standard soon to be shaken up by Strixhaven. Yes. And here's the thing I'll say about standard. So people are like, you know, kind of bored with, which I think rightly with some of the decks happening, like adventures, like I said, been around for a long time. I think that hopefully what we're seeing happen is wizards learning their lesson a little bit <laughs> about printing cards like Oko. I think so. Which were an Uro, et cetera, which are too powerful. Yeah. And then being like, okay, we got to take it back a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I don't know this, but this is what I'm hoping. And so now we're going to, we're going to have to be in a little bit of a lull for a while yep. while they print cards that are less powerful than those. But hopefully once we get those out of here, we'll be in a spot that's better overall health wise. Yeah. So yeah. that's my little guess, but I'm, you know, uh, I think we all hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to represent your college in Strixhaven? There is an awesome way to do it, and that's Ultra Pro. Ultra Pro! They've got all the Strixhaven stuff, all the beautiful art from Ooh, Strixhaven. Yes. Repping your college, Prismari like me. Let everyone know when you sit down and you bust out that deck box that you are a wither bloom. Absolutely. They've got it on sleeves, deck boxes, binders, play mats, whatever Ugh. you want. Ultra Pro will have Everything. it. Everything. It's awesome. Yeah, we, we always are huge fans of them putting all of the awesome art from a set mm -hmm. onto their products. If you like this mystical archive stuff, hello 
Hello, Ultra Pro. Oh, thank goodness, because I need to look at some of these arts all the time. All the time. <laughs> I can't wait for them to be on Arena. All the time. All the time. And a lot of them to be legal and historic. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see like Ultra Pro playmats with these, these oh, mystical archive arts. Beautiful. It's going to be so good, you guys. Do you have a favorite? <gasps> Oh, I hope they print the Japanese version of Opt. That's my that's, current favorite. That was the one that I was thinking of. Yeah. I also am a fan it's of incredible. the new Faithless Looting, by the yes. way. Some people are- Controversial. Yeah, getting after the artist for that. Well, like art is subjective, whatever. Yes. But like, I think it's so cool. I love also that a bunch of Magic players are having a conversation yep. about art. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> also, I love that people were like, what is this? And then they're traditionally painted, which is incredible because like the person in mm-hmm. that Faithless Looting yeah. looks like a photo. Like a photo, yeah. And yeah. then we have these kind of more abstract poppy elements over them that are very simple. Oh, it's very cool. Big I'm fan. also a big fan. Big fan. Yeah. Anyways. Ultra pro. Ultra pro. <laughs> that is this episode of good luck high five thank you so much for coming along our magical journey with us another week of the year super stoked for strixhaven oh man i'm so excited yeah it's really and we're coming up on it faster than you would think next week is going to be the pre-pre-release with loading ready run the week after that the pre-release so you know what that means judge rob is going to be on the show right judge Judge rob Rob. (laughs) there's just so many words there's so many words So we've got some yep. great stuff coming up for you in the future. More talk about Strixhaven next week. We barely scratched the surface this week, oh, honestly. Barely. There's so much awesome stuff. <laughs> we've got a preview card coming out on a Wednesday this of this Wednesday. week. So that's tomorrow yes. if you're listening to this on the day it's released. So check that out over on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash high 5 It's a good Woo. card, everybody. That's our that's our t- tease for you it is a good card card. you will want to see it uh so check that out uh reminder you can find us over on patreon.com slash glhf magic become a member we'll read your name at the next episode give you a special thanks thank you to everybody who's been supporting us a long time as well it means everything to us and you Mm -hmm. do keep the show happening um check out the upkeep if you want some magical news in your life every monday 10 minutes or less and do you know what what i didn't have anything Do you know what? You know. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>